0: so that you can live your version of an epic and rich life. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for joining in today's episode. I'm really excited to talk about ethical sales, how to sell without being sleazy and slimy and manipulative and gross. How do we sell with soul? And specifically, how do we lean on our ethical sales to navigate objections. This is a question I get asked all the time. What do I do when it comes to sales objections? And there's a lot of awesome research out there that will help you with sales psychology. A lot of great messaging tactics and how to sort of position things differently depending on what the objection is, that's not what I'm going to dive into today. Today, I am going to share with you the three E's that I lean on when it comes to ethical sales. How do we sell with soul ethically? How do we ethically work through sales objections when we're in a sales conversation with someone else? who's thinking about investing in our offer. All right, so I'm going to talk to all three of the E's. And my hope is that by the end of this episode, when you're navigating a sales conversation, you're going to go, okay, which E do I need to lean on right now? And you're going to have a really great GPS, a compass, a path for how to maneuver in any conversation, with integrity, with ethics, with alignment with your values, and with real care for the person on the other side of that conversation. I want to preface this by saying a lot of the time when we've been taught about sales objections, there's, so hard, there's sort of like this weird thing that happens where it becomes quite combative, And what I mean by that is that we sort of have you on one side of the fence and somebody else on the other side of the fence. And we're taught that sales objections and how we navigate objections on sales is basically how we get someone to our side of the fence, right? Convince them that it's time for them to hop over the fence. The reason I don't like this is because it really positions sales and objections as combative as like this weird war thing, you know? Like it it really doesn't need to be that way. I don't believe it is that way. And one of my foundational beliefs that I'm going to lead with in this training is that I don't believe that every time you get on a sales call or you have a sales conversation, your goal should be to seal the deal at all costs. That is not the goal. That is never my goal. Or my clients' goals. My number one goal is how do I help this person make the best decision for themselves? Right? That's it. I want them to walk away with the right decision. And if that is working with me, if that's my offer, you better believe I'm gonna take a strong stand for that without apology. But my goal is not to seal the deal. My goal is to add value, make sure that they feel empowered to make their decision, that they make the right decision for themselves, and that at the end of the sales call or the conversation, both of us are walking away with feeling really good and feeling excited and feeling connected, right? Because now, regardless of whether their decision was a yes or a no, we've had a connection and we can have a relationship moving forward. A lot of old-school sales objection strategies end up leaving one or both parties feeling gross and icky and uncomfortable and can even, on the extreme example, burn a bridge, right? There's no recovery. There's no relationship. (coughs) Excuse me. So the goal in this training is to help you really, really, really create a path for yourself where you're getting into a dynamic and you're on a sales call with someone and you're going to then be able to by the end of that call have added value to the, to your lead they're going to know that they made the right decision for themselves and you're both going to walk away with a relationship with a real genuine connection so the 3 e's how you do that is you start with empathy Empathy, 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 empathy. Empathy is how we start with a conversation. So, what is empathy? (coughs) Excuse me again. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person. The reason I'm talking about empathy right now is because when somebody gives you an objection, when somebody says a sales objection, regardless of what that is, whether it's that they can't afford it or they don't have the time or the capacity for it, or they don't believe that the transformation is possible for them, whatever it is, that matters to them. Somebody sharing an objection with you is a huge indicator that this is something that is important to them, right? And so in those moments... Our job is not to get defensive and prove them wrong and explain all the reasons why they need to flip the script and see things differently and, and you know manipulate their yes. That's not what we do in ethical sales. We start with empathy and we don't minimize what matters to them at all. So if somebody came to me on a sales call and said, I'm really struggling you know, financially and I'm not sure that I can invest in this. My... Knee jerk response should not be how can I make them see that this is actually going to make them money? Right? Even if that's true, my knee jerk reaction should be how can I deeply empathize with this person as a human being and understand that this matters to them and not minimize it, not diminish it? How can I have real empathy for what they're sharing with me? And how can I, from that place, then lead in to my second E. The second E is going to be examples. So let me give you a real-time sort of scenario example here. Say I'm on a sales call with someone and they say, "Rob's, um, this sounds great. Thank you. However, I don't have... $5,000 lying around. I don't think now is the right time for me to invest in this. I'm going to keep you in my back pocket for down the road because I don't even know that I'm ready. Like, I don't even feel necessarily ready for building my business. I don't think I'm quite there yet. Now, if I know, based on the context of everything we've already done in the sales conversation, and this training is really... You know, it's focused on the objection period of a sales conversation. So, if everything else in a sales call has already taken place, where I understand where they're coming from, I understand the context, I've shared with them what I do, then what I do is I lead with empathy and I say, I totally hear you. Thank you for sharing that with me. I understand. I get it. Not everybody has $5,000 lying around, it is a significant amount of money for a lot of people. And I felt the same way. Or client Jennifer felt the same way when we had a conversation. And this is where you segue into an example. So then you can lead with an example of somebody else who had the same fear, had the same worry, had the same limitation. And this is where you get to take a stand for possibilities and model what's possible for your lead. And you're doing this in a really genuine way. So rather than saying, hey, this is what you could do X, Y, and Z, you're saying, I get it. I hear you. I understand where you're coming from and I'm not going to minimize that time and energy and money and capacity are all really important to you. But here's an example of somebody who struggled with the same thing. And this is what their outcome was. And if you don't have examples, you can speak to your own story or your own example, right? So we're starting with empathy and then we're leading with examples. So somebody was worried about investing, and then, you know, three months later, they realized they actually were able to get the return on their investment. Six months later, it was quadrupled. Now they're at X amount of months. Or so and so was really worried they wouldn't have the time and the capacity to invest. But they were able to implement some really awesome systems, which gave them just two extra hours a week, which was enough time for them to implement what we were working on. And three months down the road, they had this amazing transformation. And they said, you know, if I had quit on myself or not invested in myself because I didn't think I had enough time or capacity, I would be giving myself the same excuse a year from now, right? And so these are very specific examples that you can show to your lead, to your prospect, the person on the other side of the conversation, why you're prepared to take a stand for them and why you believe that it is possible for them. To still get the transformation they want, working with what matters to them as part of that objection. And I want to make it really clear here, you don't want to take a stand for what's possible for your prospect if what they're looking for is not possible with your offer. This is where integrity really matters. We're only advocating for the best needs of that person, right? We're advocating for them to make the right decision for themselves. And if we know that our offer is not going to be the right choice for them, or if their restriction will limit their transformation or what they can expect from working with us, we're not going to lie to them. Period. Okay. Uh, I don't believe any of you listening would do that. I know none of my clients would do that. Our community really, really deeply cares about the person and somebody really receiving value from investing. But I just want to always make that really, really clear that I am not teaching or advocating for manipulating or taking a stand for somebody if you know they're not the right fit. Because if you If you work with someone who's not the right fit, or if you receive money from someone who's not the right fit, it creates a lot of problems down the road. It does a disservice to you, to your business, to them. And all in all, it's just really, really not worth it at all. So we're only supporting people who we know we can support. And we're giving examples that are real and genuine. And we're taking a stand for what's possible through these examples when we know that We can see that possibility being true for the person in the conversation. Now, the last E, once we've done empathy examples, the last E is we empower that person. So we're not making a decision for someone. And we're really seeing this person as a sovereign, whole, beautiful human being who has the autonomy and the sovereignty to make the right decision for themselves. Our job is to help them get to their empowered yes or no. And I do say yes or no, because like I said in the beginning, we're not here to seal the deal if it's not the right thing, if it's not the right thing for that person at all. We want them to get to the best decision for themselves because we're not operating in a scarcity mindset. We're not operating in the belief that we need to make A sale at all costs, regardless of whether it's the right fit or not, because there's not enough clients or there's not enough people to buy or offer. That's not our belief. Our belief is that we live in an abundant world and we get to engage in business with people where there is that integrity and that energetic alignment. And the value of what we have to offer is going to be possible for that person. So the last E of empowered is we help them make an empowered decision. And the reason this is so important is because so many clients or people in our community will come to me and say, I just suck at sales and I don't want to be that douchey salesperson. And when we dig into that, the real belief there is actually more around a sort of belief that when we're selling to somebody that they're getting something that they don't actually need or they don't want, or by selling them something, we're taking something away from them, right? By by receiving money in exchange for what we're offering, now we're taking money away from them or their family or whatever it is. And so when we when we're in our empowered aspect of the three E's, we're actually totally seeing sales from a different perspective we're giving somebody we're taking a stand and instead of going to war with them right going at heads where it's sort of this combative approach to sales objections instead of that what we're doing is we're actually holding and I wish you could see my hands I speak with my hands all the time and I feel like when i'm when I'm recording these podcasts, I need to be recording visually too because my hands are doing all these things. But anyway, that was a sidebar. So instead of two fists knocking each other, that's the visual I have right now. We have two open hands coming together, holding space for our lead, holding space for their decision and our job is not to convince anybody, to hoodwink anybody, to manipulate anybody, to coerce or force or lie and deceive anybody into a sale. Our job, when we're in our empowered self and we're creating an empowered space for our for our lead to make that decision, they get to choose what is right for themselves. And when somebody gets to choose what is right for themselves— then there is no yucky feeling right as as someone who's making the sale because really what you're doing is you're giving somebody a gift that they're in their empowered sovereign state of mind they're really receiving with gratitude and excitement and anticipation and especially if you're in uh, a consulting or a coaching or a service-based business model Working with someone who's coming from that empowered place is so important because it sets the tone for your whole relationship. For the rest of time moving forward with this person, now you've set a beautiful foundation of empowerment. And you've really activated them in their power to get to that yes, which creates a really amazing business experience, not just for you, but them. And the ripple effects of that in your business, in your life, in their life is, is truly exponential. So it's an essential part of the process. How do we get people to their empowered yes? Well, we detach from the outcome, right? We truly help them with powerful questions. We answer any questions they have. We, we get them to share openly and honestly and 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 kind of explore, right? So that they feel like they've turned all the stones that need to be turned to make the right decision for themselves. And I truly believe in creating white space between you and a lead, breathing room, right? Breathing space. I've talked about this in in another episode, which you can tune into. Um, I'll put it in the show notes so that you can, you can go back and listen to that. But I believe in that white space. We're not white-knuckling a sale. We're not strangling a sale. We're not triggering fear and anxiety and, and all these awful things in their nervous system to get to their yes. We're inspiring them. We're educating them. We're exciting them. We're empowering them. We're creating breathing space for them to make their decision. And that looks like taking a step back, as I said, detaching from the outcome asking really powerful questions of them, answering all of their questions, and giving them the space and time they need to get to that yes or no. All right? Now, I know that there are so many other people teaching different strategies to this, and the truth is a lot of them work. A lot of the old-school traditional you know, in quotations, bro marketing strategies for closing sales and working through sales objections, they do work. However, if you care deeply about the person on the other side of the conversation, if you care about them as a sovereign human, and if you care deeply about working with people who will receive value from your offer, and if you care deeply about feeling in your own integrity through a sales process, then this is going to be a powerful way for you to lean into sales with joy, with peace, you know, with your energetic alignment, because you know that you're not going to be manipulating, sleazy, hoodwinking, <laughs> convincing someone of purchasing something that they don't want or don't need and regretting it later. Okay. And I can tell you that it works. I have a really, 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 really high conversion rate, significantly above industry standard. And this is how I facilitate all my sales conversations. So you do not need to buy into the lie that in order to have effective sales processes in your business, that you have to do it the old school way. You don't. You can absolutely have a powerful and effective sales process in your business that is highly profitable and highly enjoyable and rewarding by leaning on these three E's and ethical sales. Okay, so to wrap up again, the three E's in ethical sales, specifically when you're navigating sales objections are first one, First D is empathy, the ability to understand and share the feelings of another, not minimizing what they're saying to you, not diminishing it, not skipping over it, not saying, okay, but, right? The second is leading with examples, which feels more like, okay, and this is what I've seen to be possible for other people. This is what I believe to be possible for you right? Giving real solid examples that take a stand for what is possible and model what is possible for them so that they can see themselves in that transformation. And the third E is empower. Creating a safe space for your lead to feel grounded and activated in their power to make the right choice for themselves so that you know that They felt really good about their decision, and you can both walk away with a connection and a relationship no matter what that decision is. All right, those are my three E's for ethical sales, specific to sales objections. Let me know if you want me to do an episode on specific and common objections that come up and I can give you real tangible examples of how to speak to each of those things. The most common ones being money, time, energy, uh, the belief in what's possible for them. I talk about this with my clients a lot, but people really need to believe that what you're selling, not only can they trust you and trust that what you're seeing and selling in terms of a transformation is true and possible but most importantly they need to believe that it's possible for them okay and how we do that is by leaning on these three es and showing models of possibility and honoring what matters to them taking a stand for for what's possible for them through examples and models of possibility and then allowing them to make their decision from that place. All right? Well, I will leave you with that for today. Again, let me know if you want me to dive deeply into specific objections that come up often and how to navigate those. But I hope that this was supportive for you in how to work through sales objections without feeling like you're being sleazy or slimy or douchey or hoodwinking anybody in any way. And you really, truly feel empowered to go into a sales process knowing that you're doing so from an ethical place, feeling good in your integrity and honoring your own values as part of every aspect of your business and your experience with your client's journey. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. And I'll be back in here next week with another episode. I'm Robin Gooding, and you've been listening to the Profitable Way podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at robin.gooding and join the Facebook community through the link in my Instagram bio. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this episode so that I can continue to share this message with other entrepreneurs looking to pursue their dream online. I hope you'll join in next week for another episode. And I hope that you always remember that the best is yet to come.